What is up, bosses? Before we start this week's episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor. It is Fundrise. Now, in 2021, a truly diversified portfolio needs more than just the traditional mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You need to be in private real estate, and that's where Fundrise comes in. In fact, Johnny, Sam, and myself have all personally invested in Fundrise even before they were a sponsor of Invest Like a Boss. So if you want to check out Fundrise for yourself, I'm going to tell you more during the break, but get a head start. Go to fundrise.com slash like a boss. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash like a boss. Now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. What's up, bosses? Welcome to episode 195. We're getting ever so close to that 200 episodes. My name is Derek Sparts. I'm home here in Venice Beach, and Sam is actually not in Barcelona. Where are you joining in from, Sam? It's somewhere with horrible internet, so we're hoping this works out. <laughs> horrible internet. Must be only one place, my house in South Carolina. <laughs> but we are we are getting fiber soon, I'm happy to say. But right now, um, uh, yeah, I'm basically in the woods with one bar. Dialing in especially for this episode on something very exciting. Uh, but I am actually heading back to Barcelona in just a couple of days. I'm flying in, packing another bag, flying to Miami tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. and picking up my visa, hopefully. And then immediately after picking up my visa, flying back to Barcelona. So it's a, it's a whirlwind, but it's been good to stop into uh, the USA for a little bit. Nice. So is this confirmed that you're actually going to get it or you just, or you just got your hopes up? They've confirmed that they've issued it. Now they just have to verify all the paperwork that I show up with, which is no, no give me, believe me, it's no <laughs> give me. So I'm, I'm planning on buying a, a 12, like a 24 pack of Dunkin' Donuts to arrive with just in case there's anything that's on the fence when I show up that might help. That actually might them. be a good call. So yeah, the, the weird thing is we're talking about this new technology that's going to take over everything and <laughs> it needs a ton of bandwidth. And it seems like, at least when we're in the United States, the internet is awful. So <laughs> we're going to talk about virtual reality, which needs amazing internet. And the place where it's being developed has horrible internet. So I don't know how this is going to work, Sam. <laughs> well, we, we, this infrastructure bill hopefully will include a lot of upgrades to our uh, internet technologies and infrastructure. But uh, regardless, that, that'll come. That'll come. But uh, yeah, metaverse. Derek, Metaverse is officially trending. Mark Zuckerberg recently announced he's going to change Facebook into a fully oriented, uh, a company fully oriented towards the Metaverse. And have you ever heard of the Metaverse before, like before this episode? Really not until Mark Zuckerberg started talking about it. I didn't really hear the term Metaverse. I So I heard about it. Actually, we'll talk about it in this episode. I won't, I won't spoil it. But when I first heard, saw the word metaverse in a sentence, I immediately knew what people were talking about because it's been something that's on everybody's mind for so long. Like, where's this virtual reality going and what's this 3D digital world that we're going to be playing in pretty soon? And uh, the metaverse that just nailed it. So it's coming and you're going to hear about all these companies that are dumping tremendous amount of resources into it from startups into large cap tech companies. And I think things are going to develop very quickly. 
So we're going to have on a guy, John Devine, and he has seven stock picks for us with regards to virtual reality and the metaverse to kind of go hand in hand. And, um, and I think we're going to have a few more episodes lined up on this topic over the next few months because it's going to be a great investing opportunity uh, across the board. And it's going to be very exciting for us as, as consumers as well. Yeah, so this is just a small piece where we're just going to dip our toes in a little bit into this metaverse that Sam is immersed himself in recently. And if you're a member of our Patreon group, uh, just go to investlikeaboss.com, click on become a patron. Sam has actually laid out a portfolio that he is invested in to get involved in the metaverse. And he's actually looking for a few more suggestions. So you can check that out as well. We'll bring that up in the outro. But for now, John Vine, he's the senior editor of U.S. News and World Report. He put out an article of seven stocks to keep an eye on to get involved in this whole virtual reality space. And like Sam said, we're going to touch on this topic a lot more through probably through the end of the year. So with that, let's find out what Sam and John have to say about virtual reality. This week's sponsor of Invest Like a Boss is Fundrise. Now, in 2021, a truly diversified portfolio needs to include private real estate. That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise provides access to diversified portfolios of private real estate to all investors, whether you're accredited or not, with their industry-leading, easy-to-use platform. Whether you're looking to add some stable cash flow via dividends or you prefer long-term growth, Fundrise makes it easy as investors investing in stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. Now, I personally use Fundrise as well. It's so easy. Every single week, I add to my account, and they send me updates about all these projects that they're in. Whether it's big or small, you get to find out about these deals, and it's really cool. It makes you feel a part of the process, yet you don't have to do any of the tough work. So it's like a win-win situation. So if you want to see for yourself how 150,000 investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate, it's just takes a second to get started. Go to fundrise.com slash like a boss. That's fundrise.com slash like a boss. I'll spell it out for you. F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E.com slash like a boss. John Devine, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me, Sam. It's great to be here. And I've been wanting to talk about this subject for so long, <laughs> and we're finally doing it. It's going to be great. Just as context, I guess, I've been thinking a lot about virtual reality lately, but I guess when it first piqued my interest was when I saw the movie uh, Ready Player One probably six years ago or so. But mm-hmm. I, only, I only heard the term metaverse actually just a couple weeks back uh, when someone sent me an article about a software company named Unreal Engine, who I'd, I'd never previous heard of. And they had just raised a billion dollars to develop their vision of the metaverse. And when I saw the metaverse, the text, the metaverse, I immediately knew what they were talking about. And, <laughs> yeah. and I just went digging into this rabbit hole because I immediately had visions of the movie Ready Player One. I'm like, oh, this whole thing is going to come to life quick. And then you see all these, this information about Zuckerberg who's transforming Facebook into a metaverse company. And I'm like, all right, how do we profit? So that led me into Googling top virtual, rea- uh, top virtual reality stocks and boom, there was your article in the U- US News. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it's been a fun, like kind of two week deep dive since then into this stuff. So we're, we're, it's really good to have you on. And I guess it would be good just to hear your side of things. Like when did you get interested in virtual reality and or the metaverse and, and starting to think about how to profit from it? Sure. Uh, well, it's actually a similar tale to the one you just wove. Um, I mean, I've been a, a Facebook shareholder for a while, and I remember when they bought Oculus back in 2014. Zuckerberg gave a pretty compelling vision in a Facebook post about why the acquisition was made. And he talked about, you know, being able to attend, you know, in front row seats, like live NBA games, like, and, and it, it's, it's like you're actually there and go to virtual doctor's appointments and taking the, the classroom remote and all these great visions. Um, and none of it, and so that always excited me, but none of it really panned out. And then, um, as you mentioned recently, um, I think it was the last earning call, earnings call that they had, Zuckerberg made a point to really pivot the focus uh, for analysts and investors towards this metaverse and sort of remind people, hey, we have Oculus, uh, this great VR platform, and we're, we're planning on building the metaverse out now. And I think sort of that gave license to a lot of other companies to start emphasizing it more. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's been a hot term recently. And I think that, as you mentioned, with the big investment in Unreal Engine, you know, money is starting to flow. And I think and part of part of that is just uh, the, the signaling from, you know, a trillion dollar player like Facebook taking it so seriously. And, and I too, uh, was compelled by Ready Player One. And, I, and that's really is sort of what what the metaverse is all about and what Facebook in particular is talking about building. And have you actually tried on any of the VR headsets yet? No, I think the, I think the only one I've tried was the Google uh, cardboard one. So pretty, pretty low end stuff, but I've always, I've always wanted to. Have you? Yeah. So I, I recently tried on the Oculus headset and I know there was a shortage of them during COVID and it was like hard to get your hands on them. I haven't checked recently, mm-hmm. but it's already so good, man. It's yeah. like, uh, well, and again, I think once you put it on and like, if you've seen Ready Player One, that'll be the, you immediately just be like, aha, I get it. And it, but it still seems like the mainstream is many, many years out, you know, it, mm-hmm. probably four or five years, best case until people really start buying these headsets and, and starting to, to, to get into them. But some of the settings and environments in there are just, they just blow your mind already. Like some of the games, the boxing games, like you put them, put that on and you get in the boxing ring and your adrenaline just goes through the roof. You're about, you feel like you're about to get into a, a real fist fight. And, um, and, and so just where it is now, I think if, if the, you know, if the mainstream already had the hardware, the, the metaverse would come to life pretty quick. I, I don't know what the limitations are. We might talk about that in, in this episode, but I think it'll come online pretty quickly now, especially again with like people as talented and as many resources as like Zuckerberg, they're basically spending all of his time working on it. Um, But I think it's going to get very exciting, very quick. And I guess that introduces the the opportunity to profit because I still think it's early on. I think a lot of the hype about the metaverse is still to come because a lot of people haven't even heard the term metaverse yet, but once they do and they start seeing some of the, the opportunities and the, and the vision for the future, I think it's going to, I think it's going to excite a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I sort of see it as one of those areas that's, that's really, really promising and comes around, you know, every 
few years with with sort of asymmetric upside to investing early. Cryptocurrency is an obvious example of that. I mean, even when it was showing up in the Wall Street Journal and anybody could read about it, you know, it still had tons and tons of upside, like Mm -hmm. let's say 2012 or something. Cloud computing, it reminds me of that a little bit. Artificial intelligence has been a buzzword for a while, but um, the the cloud has had a long uh, runway. And I think gene editing is sort of this way. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really exciting areas and there's no doubt in my mind that uh, the metaverse uh, and virtual reality are sort of in the early going. Yeah. And how do you see this playing out? Do you have a a view of, uh, I'm trying to understand how the technology will be stacked like if in i guess in layman's terms like will it be more or less like a cell phone except you're wearing goggles will it be there'll be the hardware that's like the phone then you'll have an operating system like ios or android and then you'll have apps on top mm-hmm. of it or is there like some critical instrumental that's- difference that 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 will be so much different than than cell phones are to us today I think that's that's my early understanding of the field. Um, I mean, uh, you know, since it is so early going, I think uh, there could be ways that it changes. But mm-hmm. I think the way it's looking now um, is that it's going to be mobile. Um, and, you know, so a lot of, you know, some of the major chip makers are pretty much strictly developing for mobile devices. Mm-hmm. And again, to come back to Facebook, like their Oculus Quest 2 being the cheapest on the market at like 299 or whatever it is, is really opening up to the mainstream mm-hmm. and sort of like cementing that dynamic of there's going to be this hardware, there's going to be, you know, an, an OS and then apps that are built on top of it. So, you know, that's perhaps I'm not complicating things enough, but that's sort of my simplistic view of how it's going to be. Yeah. And when you think of the, when you think of virtual reality, what are like the kind of major categories of, of players that are going to, you know, that are going to be instrumental to it, but also going to profit. You have the hardware, you have the, I guess the gaming companies, but what else, what other comp- like type of categories in there uh, that'll be important for virtu- virtual reality? Yeah. Then there's, you know, sort of derivative plays on this area, like uh, chip makers. In my article, I mentioned uh, Qualcomm and NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Both of those are heavily uh, involved in the area. Uh, Qualcomm, you know, makes chips for the Oculus Quest and has a, an extremely uh, high performance semiconductor for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and NVIDIA has always had uh, top of the line uh, GPUs, so for use for graphics. And if you, you know, poke around NVIDIA's website, like they are starting to talk a lot about how actually they're calling it the NVIDIA Omniverse. Um, Mm. (laughs) So simulation platform that they've been working on for about five years and it allows them to uh, run like virtual worlds and connect them to other digital platforms. So there's, it's a really exciting area. So that, yeah, I would say chip makers is sort of another category of um, ways to invest here. Yeah. So let's get into your stock picks, John. I know there's seven of them, at least at least seven that were published in the article. You might have more, but could you take us through your list and just tell us a little bit about each company and why you think they're they're set to profit? Sure. So the first one, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times is, is Facebook. It's again, sort of the leader in the categories I see it. And uh, their Oculus Quest is now shipping more, sort of dominating the, the global shipping market for 
VR headsets. And I think that it's likely um, because of all the resources at its disposal and because of the price point that, you know, barring, you know, supply shortages, as you mentioned, which might be going on now, that it's, you know, bound to take off quicker than other devices. And then that will sort of create a flywheel effect where developers sort of come to that platform and start building really good games. And then that builds upon itself and, you know, you get more users and et cetera. So I think it's, um, that's a really strong contender. And then Sony is, you know, they have the PlayStation VR and they also are, you know, the only other um, console maker, major console maker, I would say, aside from Microsoft. So they have a unique chance to sort of blend those two, however they would like to. It's Microsoft isn't going into uh, VR headsets in the way that Sony is, certainly not for uh, consumer base. So that has potential to be a very you know fruitful marriage. I just saw that Sony did a, a partnership. This is just like two days ago that I saw that they just did a partnership with a blockchain gaming company. And it, it, again, to like, to kind of accelerate their their development of uh, of games within their headset, uh, and it was specifically oriented toward towards the metaverse. So it's good to see how kind of proactively think they're thinking about wow. this as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see more and more of that. Like I said, with um, you know, sort of this tacit uh, green light being given by uh, Zuckerberg to um, for developers and companies to start investing their time and money in this area. Mm-hmm. That's that's exciting. So, and another one, next one on the list is is Microsoft. So I mentioned that they don't, you know, technically have like a widely accessible VR. Headset. They do have the Microsoft HoloLens, though, um, which is sort of more AR targeted, and it's also targeted toward. Well, they just signed a huge deal with the U.S. military. I think it's something like $22 billion deal over five and then possibly 10 years if they renew. It could be worth up to that much, I should say. And so it's headsets that provide augmented reality, you know, layovers that overlays that that allow uh, soldiers to, you know, basically work more efficiently, see more things in the field. And that's like a really good proof of concept in my mind um, that the military was willing to lay out that much money. So I think that that's, you know, not to be written off. And, you know, there's maybe not enough details there on uh, exactly what features can be utilized there. But, you know, it's national security, I guess. So maybe we shouldn't know all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also heard with, I think one of the limitations of, sort of the metaverse right now is is allowing so many people to operate within one setting for instance Mm -hmm. like if 200 people were operating with their avatars in a digital setting that 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 the amount of bandwidth to operate that was a was a massive limitation Mm -hmm. i've heard microsoft is the leader right now in in the operating software solution for this i don't know enough detail about it but supposedly they've created the best solution for it and um, and they have a massive lead in, in, on that front. So whatever's powering 
the the bandwidth per se of the metaverse microsoft may very well be the leader in that yeah i do know that um microsoft is going to rely heavily on its azure you know cloud computing platform Mm -hmm. to help power this and a healthy chunk of that big contract is going to be for sort of cloud services that are delivered onto the device so you know maybe that's a, a workaround and it, it's a nice segue into the next pick, which is uh, Google Alphabet. And, you know, obviously it has a strong cloud platform as well. So maybe that gives it a leg up if it, if it wants to um, leverage that. But it, it hasn't been as as involved directly with, with VR other than I mentioned Google Cardboard was sort of a very rudimentary uh, early device um, mm-hmm. sort of for, for hobbyists. But Google Lens is a visual, a visual search thing that they're doing now. It's They really have a lot of exciting AR applications. And I think mm-hmm. they'll maybe get into VR a little bit more, but uh, there's, there is Google Earth VR. So it's a software application for the Rift, that, the Oculus Rift, that lets users explore virtually where in the world I'm, I'm told you can fly uh, around the wow. world, which sounds oh. pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to imagine a metaverse without Google applications like Google Maps or even right. Docs uh, and, and all the information, even like, you know, search engine within the metaverse that is mm-hmm. just delivered in different, different ways. But it'd be, it'd be hard to imagine metaverse without Google. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's safe to assume they'll find some way to uh, monetize this and probably already have some people working on it um, pretty heavily. But yeah, I mean, there's already overlays in Google Maps that uh, augmented reality overlays that sort of, you know, if you go on your phone, I mean, this is a sort of rudimentary one, but if you go on your phone and use Google Maps and, you know, you can sort of, it'll show you like if you're walking around, obviously, which Mm -hmm. way to go or you know that's sort of a not a great uh not a great example but they do have um ar overlays um Mm -hmm. there so and then apple again it's sort of surprising to me a little bit that they don't have a consumer facing vr products really but they are uh opening up you know, they're very cognizant that developers will need to develop for AR and VR applications. And there are rumors, credible rumors, I should say, that there's hundreds of people, you know, working in, in, in uh, quiet on AR and VR, you know, products for Apple, uh, including potentially VR he- headsets and AR glasses that could launch as soon as next year. It seems like a natural extension of their product lines to me. So there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's gotta be absolutely no way that Apple will not get into the hardware game because, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise they're, they're just going to have their lunch eaten when everyone's using headsets in 10 years instead of phones for the most part. Right. And computers, right. I mean, phones and computers could be certainly marginalized, uh, mm-hmm. a significant degree. Yeah. So, you know, you got to cannibalize yourself before somebody else does, right? That's right. That's right. I see that. As, and, and, and Apple is famously secretive about uh, big projects. I mean, uh, their um, electric car project, I guess, you know, has sort of only been recently acknowledged. Um, right. But so, yeah. And then that sort of brings me to the last two picks, which are 
a couple of uh, semiconductor picks uh, that I mentioned earlier, Qualcomm and NVIDIA. And both of those are just sort of top of the line chip makers that um, unless some of these com- uh, companies start making all of their own chips and, and you know, having yeah. foundries and all that, you know, they're going to be needed to supply all of the, all of this great hardware and graphics. So, but yeah, that's sort of an overview of, of my seven picks. Uh, so Qualcomm, I actually don't know much about, and, mm-hmm. but do you think they'll, they're, they're predominantly a chip maker, or at least that's how they'll profit from virtual reality in the metaverse? Yeah, they're predominantly a chip maker for sure. Um, and they have a uh, longstanding uh, relationship supplying Apple. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're supplying Facebook with its Oculus Quest. So, you know, technically, you know, Qualcomm is pretty pretty much already the leader in uh, virtual reality headsets when it comes to chips. So, Got it. Yeah. Keep an eye for them then. Great. So a lot of large companies there set to set to get even bigger. I know, for instance, like Facebook's already a trillion dollar market cap as well as uh, Microsoft, <laughs> Google, Apple. I think NVIDIA is getting pretty close. Sony actually is a, is a relatively small cap company compared to all these. I think they're like 60 60 billion dollars um mm-hmm. at least they're listing on the nasdaq so yeah uh very interesting how all these companies will will play out and, and i'm super excited for the metaverse i don't know if it's going to be better for the world or worse but <laughs> nevertheless be very interesting <laughs> do you have any other um thoughts regarding virtual reality of the metaverse um before we close up yeah, I guess I would just say, you know, a couple other interesting companies, uh, Unity Software, it's a, a leading game engine. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Roblox, obviously, is sort of already in the metaverse game uh, where you can build out your own little universe there. And Wait, who, who, that's Roblox you mentioned? Yeah, Roblox. And, and um, so what, what, what company is that or what do they do? So it's it's an online entertainment platform. Uh, it allows like creators to develop games, and it has its own digital currency within it. Um, it allows users to socialize and have like unique virtual experiences. I think Lil Nas X did a uh, a live digital concert last year on mm-hmm. it. So it it actually recently went public. I want to say it was this year. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh man, um, I'm getting excited yeah. about this. This is exactly the type of company that I've been looking for. Uh, to add to my portfolio, I had never even heard of them until you just mentioned it. But oh, check th- it out. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a very devoted uh, fan base for Roblox. Um, I should know more about it because I agree. I own a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. uh, I should really know more about it. Um, it's really fascinating. Yeah, because the, the like the chip makers are obvious, the hardware is obvious, the even the gaming companies I think are obvious. But this I would almost ca- categorize based on your description is almost like a, it's almost like an enabler. It's like a, a, an enabling software for creators. And I think when the metaverse comes really into to, to, to life, I think creators are going to be the winners. Like all these people that are making, you know, $15 an hour doing de- graphic design or even like coding in, in um, third world countries, they're mm-hmm. going to be able to, to like come up with really creative ideas to take their uh, well, their, their creations more to the mainstream and profit from it. And I, I think that to like the, the software that enables people, even like Adobe, which much larger company, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Unity software, there's Unreal mm-hmm. Engine I, I was looking at, but they're, they're still a private company, it looks like. But I, I think those type of co- companies will do very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I would just mention one other sort of uh, diamond in the rough, potentially uh, stock here, which is uh, Matterport. 
They went public in a SPAC deal uh, earlier this year, and they provide this, the uh, equipment that maps like the insides of buildings. Like if you go on, um, I don't know, Redfin or Zillow. Oh, you know, yeah. 3D tour, like uh, Matterport, like provides that technology. And um, more than just like having the cameras that are able to do that, they uh, make a lot of their money off subscriptions for the like storage and access to those layouts. So mm-hmm. I've um, seen this company before. I've seen yeah. it in, um, in certain like looking at for real estate online mm-hmm. or even looking at like uh, an office space online and they'll have like this 3d rendering or or even like a walkthrough where yeah. you can walk through the building uh, it's like a virtual tour in a sense and i keep i've seen it like the matterport logo before but i, I never knew they you know were a public company or, or really what they they did specifically so that's really interesting as well yeah Huh. Yeah, that's 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 probably the last uh, little gem I have. <laughs> so that so it, so that one could play out like any in the metaverse in this di- new digital world. Like if a if a building, if someone wanted to totally replicate the inside of a building yeah. using something like Matterport, would be the easiest way to to do it without like totally recreating that environment from scratch. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it has the potential to like enable something like um, Google Maps, but for like the in- interiors of buildings. And I yeah. think that there's definitely going to be interest um, in people like playing through like I don't know real world scenarios with real buildings. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, a lot of potential there. Yeah, very cool. Oh, those are great. Two two probably smaller companies, Roblox and Matterport, for us to to take a look at as well. So, so we'll we'll knock up your list from seven stock picks to <laughs> nine and uh, a couple of smaller cap companies at the end. John, this is great. Uh, what what can we see more from you and your staff and team at uh, US News in the future? Is there a way that we can kind of follow along and see some of the articles that you guys are will be publishing in the future? Yeah, yeah. You can check us out at um, money.usnews.com um, and uh, sign up for our free daily newsletter. Uh, it's called Invested. Um, so, yeah, we got stuff, uh, great stuff, and um, would love to have you pop on by and check it out. Great. John, we'll leave links to that in the show notes. Thanks for coming on and talking about virtual reality and metaverse, two very exciting subjects and something we'll be continuing to follow along and uh, hopefully profit from in the days, weeks, years, and months ahead. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for having me, Sam. It's great. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Okay, Sam, there is so many different options to jump into this metaverse space. And this is just one small piece, like we said earlier, just virtual reality. So I want to know, since you've actually had the goggles on, I think you tried the Oculus, right? Can you just... Tell us, first of all, what it's like, because I, I don't think most people have even seen what they look like, much less put them on. It's, it's really bizarre, actually, because very few people that I, I've talked to have actually had them on and or gone into many of the, the applications or workspace environments or, or just, you know, digital environments for, for that. So but, what, what was it like, though? What did, what did you do? I mean, you said that you said you did a boxing game. Is it all just games well, or it can be applied yeah, I, to more real life applications? I, I don't even like, you know, I've, I had the headset on for a couple hours. I played the boxing game, which was just incredible. And it's like the best workout you've ever had in your life. Um, and 
and I did some of like the these workspace environments, which I don't even remember recall what they were, but and then there's just like these lounges, like these lounge environments. You just kind of go and hang and you're like in in a ski chalet in the Swiss Alps and you're watching it snow and there's a fireplace there and you're just chilling. And it's like, but but the environments are so good already. It was it blew my mind. And it's so easy to have this on and to, to see where it's going. Cause you know, these headsets are still a little clunky. Um, but you can imagine being in there with an avatar that looks identical to you, just slightly better looking, you know, a couple inches taller, <laughs> a few less wrinkles, more chiseled jaw. And like, and everyone, you know, people are going to pour lots of money into like making their, their avatar, like this incredible looking avatar. Sure. Um, actually there's this Ralph Lauren just started selling their clothing into this application that's called Zapito. It's owned by Naver Corp. They've got like 250 million users. It's a, it's a Korean, Korean company, but most of the user base is in China. So they started, you can go on, you can download the app now, you can create an avatar, you can customize your avatar. And now Ralph Lauren is selling their clothing line into, uh, into the application. So you can, you, you can outfit your avatar in Ralph Lauren. And that's what that's going to be the future. You're going to have an avatar. You're going to be playing around in all these digital environments. So if you think of, if you think right now, any of us or most of us between our phone and computer, we're we're, we're on screens, you know, probably twelve hours a day, right? Yeah, and easily. and that's not including your TV. So I think a lot of that will remain the same. It'll just go. You'll just be in the headsets for eight to ten hours a day instead of using your phone and computer so much. But the um, anyways, you can imagine a world where like you have this avatar and you're hanging out with all your friends and colleagues in your family, you know, in one of these digital worlds while you're, while you're separated, while you're remote from each other. And you'll be, it'll feel like you're sitting there next to each other. You'll be able to interact in a way that your, your body feels like you're sitting right next to each other. And if you want kind of your first experience to, to realize that, go play the boxing game. Cause you get in there, your adrenaline starts pumping and you have this and you get these goosebumps because you think you're about to get in an actual fight. And, and in a sense, you are. Your brain actually feels like you're getting in a fight. You see the punches coming at you. You almost feel them in a sense. And uh, and this is just where we're at today. Imagine five years when all these companies uh, that have these just incredible amounts of resources really start dedicating time and attention and developing this. It's just going to go it's going to go berserk really, really quick. And I think that's why you're seeing. Like even in uh, in China, they're clamping down majorly on these metaverse companies because they're like, wow, this is going too far, too fast, and we don't want to lose control. Um, so very exciting, like very exciting. I'm, I, I, there's just so many applications for this, for, for travel, for a workspace collaboration, uh, of course, for just general entertainment. But it, <laughs> I think, you know, you get to a point where people just have one bedroom in their house that is just a VR metaverse room. And they're just going to be hanging out there all day. <laughs> yeah. I think this can apply to so many things. Like so as far as like collaborating through work, I can see business travel just being done. I, I don't see that coming back. You know, COVID definitely put that, uh, put a big damper on business travel and we, we learned to do zoom and things like that. But zoom's just kind of the first iteration uh, of all this where we could we could be recording future iLab episodes with me you and Johnny and essentially be staring at each other and it would we're across the world but you know it would feel like we're sitting right next to each other i think that's very yeah. soon 
this this business travel bit's really funny. I was talking to people about this today, and business travel right now is basically dead. But yeah. pre-COVID, it was like thirty percent of flights in the USA were for business travel. <laughs> like yeah, that's four hundred and fifty million flights in a year were like for business travel. But the thing is, is like people like to travel for business. You know, it's like an excuse to get out and get away and like go do something. So people still want to travel for business, I think, but now they don't really have an excuse to do it, right? Where it's like, <laughs> oh, I need to be in LA for this. And the, the significant other's like, no, you don't. Like, can't you right? just do that <laughs> Zoom call or like jump into the metaverse? <laughs> no, but I, you know, I think it would be go much better if like we actually be, be there face to face. And they're like, no, come on. Yeah. That was so like 1990. I need so to now you don't have a... an excuse to, you don't have that excuse anymore. So I have to come up with some other reason to get out of the house. Yeah. I need to go for the nice uh, dinner, the steak dinner and a couple of glasses of wine on the company credit card, you know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So let's, so let's review real quick the, the stock picks. Very high level. We went into these in detail. Facebook, Sony, Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, Apple, Qualcomm, NVIDIA. Um, and then we'll talk about the two others just uh, in a second. But all those companies, are they're obviously going to be benefactors of, of the metaverse. These are all, for the most part, already huge companies. I think Sony actually, believe it or not, probably the smallest of all those companies. Yeah. Uh, but I think all of them will win, be winners of the metaverse. They're already, they're already all working on it in different capacities. Um, but I think so as well, uh, Facebook, uh, for instance, on Friday, I think it was revealed the, the Facebook Ray-Bans. I don't know if you saw those, but it's really mm -hmm. an interesting play because I think a lot of people in their, in their heads uh, have a mistrust for Facebook. So Facebook put out a device inside Ray-Ban sunglasses and there's not one Facebook logo on these sunglasses. They're, they look like regular Ray-Bans and they did that on purpose wow. because their technology is in it, but they don't want, you don't want to be associated with, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is inside my sunglasses. I, I'm wearing a pair of Ray-Bans. I thought it was a really interesting take that, you know, there's a little bit of mistrust in these tech companies, but they're, they're finding yeah. ways around it. Yeah, that's interesting. I also think Ray-Ban's just a better brand to have as glasses than Facebook. Yeah, and your Facebook Don't glasses. You feel corny walking around with Facebook glasses. Well, I think that's why the, the Snapchat uh, spectacles didn't work out so well. And I think they still make them, but no one buys them yeah. anymore. So. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm not going to reveal the entire Metaverse portfolio right now. We're going to do a dedicated episode on that. As Derek mentioned, uh, it's, it's live in Patreon, I think just a, a piece of it, basically, I'm, I'm doing 500,000 into this portfolio and it's going to be split between private and public companies. Um, one of the companies I do have in there is Sony of his seven. And the reason I chose that is just because I, I think there's going to be kind of two main winners in the hardware. And that's going to be, I think, Sony and Facebook. But Sony's such a smaller company. They also got PlayStation. I, I think the growth opportunity is much better for them. And with the, the metaverse portfolio that I'm putting together, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm targeting a much higher return than, than the market. So I need to be a little bit more aggressive with that. But do you like any of these other companies, Derek, of the seven that he, that he recommended? I mean, in general, I like all these companies, but they're none of them except maybe minus Sony in your case, like you said, are these 
kind of high growth, uh, more higher risk categories, which I think yeah. you are what you're searching for. If, if you look at Sam's portfolio, which I, like I said, we'll reveal more, or you can sign up for Patreon and get access to what he's chosen so far. There, there are a lot smaller cap companies that have the potential to, you know, explode, you know, they could go to zero or they could, they could grow 10 times. And none of these on that list particularly fit that bill. But mm-hmm. they're all solid names that I think are definitely worth investing in, but you're not going to see that 20, 30, 40% potential growth in any of these stocks, I don't think, in the next year or two. Now, what do you think about the two smaller cap companies that he mentioned? So there's Roblox and there's Matterport. And I actually looked up the market caps. Roblox market cap is around 50 billion right now, and Matterport much smaller, around 4 billion. Yeah, so Roblox, I just found out about Roblox maybe like a month or two ago. It's almost like a, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like an old grandpa when I talk about this stuff, but it's like, like a, <laughs> basically a game, I guess. And a lot of celebrities are kind of jumping into this. They're doing like online, like virtual concerts and things like that. Um, I just looked up quickly the revenue. Uh, so 2018, uh, Roblox did 325 million. 2019, 508 million. 2020, 923 million. So they tripled the revenue in two years. And I'm sure 2021 is you know much past a billion already. And they have 37 million daily users. That's you know nothing nothing to sneeze at when you got almost 40 million people a day using your product. That's interesting. Uh, they are not profitable. I took a look They're They're losing more and more money each quarter, but obviously as Derek said, revenues are, are pretty strong and growing, but these are the type of companies that excite me when thinking about the metaverse, because beyond the hardware, if you think of hardware, think of your, your iPhone, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone's got, everyone's got a cell phone, right? And I think it's going to be exactly the same with VR, AR, and the, and the metaverse. Like everyone's going to have an AR headset, a VR headset, right? So hardware is an obvious one. Then you're going to have like operating systems. And then you're going to have whatever, like I, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm not sure. Is there going to be one main environment in the metaverse and like everyone's going to operate in it? You know, like that's, you, that's... you're going to put on your headset, everyone's in this like digital world. Or is it going to be games like, or applications like on your phone and people will be using different applications all day long and never will the entire world be using kind of one or two applications. They'll be using, you know, top 50 or top 100, right? See, I feel like it's got to be the first option. It's kind of like, I guess, think of, think of the internet. And then you, from there, you have websites that you can go different places, but it all stems from the internet. So I think yeah. there's, there has to be one center metaverse that you can go to. And then from there, you can pick where you want to go and meet people from. Otherwise, I, I don't know how you connect all this. If, if everyone's doing their own thing, you're never mm-hmm. connecting into one environment, I guess. So it, who's yeah. going to run that one environment? I don't know. Obviously, Mark Zuckerberg would like to be that guy, but you know, you never know how that's gonna, <laughs> how that's gonna shake out. But I feel like it's got to be one central system and then everything runs from that, that central system. Yeah, like you could go bowling with it, almost very much like the, the real world in a sense. Like you could go into a workspace and you can go out and then meet your friends at a cafe and go out and then go bowling and then leave. And then you can go skydiving together and then go get a beer in Ireland and uh, and pad thai in Thailand for dinner. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, sounds like, like an awesome day, actually. <laughs> it's going to be a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> and actually what you could do is you could just, um, you know, you could, you could order pad thai on doordash have it delivered and then order some guinness and then have that delivered and you could actually be like drinking guinness with your buddies in dublin just from the comfort of your own home 
Yeah, that's so odd because you you could actually be drinking the beer, but then the environment you're drinking in is like an Irish pub. So yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> we're we're all gonna get very very lazy pretty soon. I know that's the only <laughs> problem is like our, whole, our uh, bodies you, are just gonna atrophy. The, you think the COVID weight was bad? Wait till the VR weight comes on. <laughs> well, the, this is this is actually really comical to think about. And this is why I think the the workspace bit is going to be so profound because imagine getting up at like 8.30 in the morning and you're sitting there in your underwear in bed, all messed up, hungover, and all you do is throw your headset on, right? And boom, you are 8.30, you're in your avatar dressed in, you know, a, a Louis Vuitton suit. <laughs> yeah. And you look incredible, right? You don't have to put makeup on. Like you, you are the best version of yourself, even better looking than you are in, uh, in the in physical world. And you're sitting there like, but you're actually in your underwear in bed and no one knows about this, but it, you're, but you're giving a presentation in the metaverse in some workspace room. Um, and, and you're sitting there like in a suit and tie or whatever. Like that's, I think what is going to be a, a, an actual reality for us all. So our, our virtual reality will just get better and our reality reality will continue to decline <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more dentists. Okay. Like everyone's just going to, their physical bodies are going to erode <laughs> deteriorate right. real quick. All right. Look, how about the other one? Uh, Matterport. So we talked Matterport. about that a little bit in the episode. I think I didn't know the name of it. And it, it's something I've been using for a long time because I am on Zillow way more than I should be always looking at uh, houses I can't afford or whatever it may be. And I just stumbled upon these 3d tours that are on Zillow. Maybe, I don't know, like six months ago. It's like, you're actually in the house. You can you know take a left turn, go up the stairs, go, go to the kitchen, uh, go underneath something, go to the garage. You can literally go in every square foot of the house and I looked it up and it's because these cameras and this technology that Matterport creates is where that comes from. So if Matterport's to be successful, that we would be banking on the fact that the metaverse would be recreating real physical world environments in the digital world. For right. instance, someone wants to recreate New York City and all the buildings in New York City with the exact same floor plans. And they want basically a, a 3D rendering uh, of these of these different buildings and environments. But I'm not sure that that's actually how the metaverse is going to play out. Like, why would you copy New York City exactly? Why, why couldn't you just make a new city? Why does it even I, have to be New York City? Why can't it be I think there could something be both. totally made up? I think there could be both. You could, you could have these these made up cool cities that you know, uh, someone designs with their imagination. But also, mm-hmm. when, when am I going to go to, let's say I've never been to Hong Kong. I don't want to get on a 14 hour flight and go to Hong Kong. Why don't you just show me what Hong Kong's all about? I can take a 3d tour and walk the whole city. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Or or maybe before you actually go to, you fly to actually Hong Kong, you actually want to just do kind of a walkthrough and see what you want it, you know, see part of it in the digital world before you actually fly there. And then you can make your trip a little bit more productive and efficient. Yeah. So, so I think more, more okay. of the travel aspect of it, I think makes sense to me. Yeah. And scoping out cool spots like, Oh, this looks awesome. I got to see it in real life. Yeah. So Matterport, I took a look They're They're a very small company. They're doing, I think $7 million a month in revenues or just over 20 million a quarter. That's, that's just a baby. That's early, when, early. When it comes to public companies, there's still a $4 billion market cap, which 
again, as like a public company, that's a very, that's nowadays, that's a, it's a really tiny valuation, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the insane <laughs> multiple on, on uh, like $70 million a year in revenue. So it is, but know. it sounds like people are really excited about it. Um, they actually just completed their SPAC in July. I know there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, craziness going around with SPAC. So their, their SPAC is actually complete and um, their ticker symbol now is MTTR. Matterport is the company. Um, so maybe that'll bring some s- stability to it. But yeah, it's multiple right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess the only reason I like it is because I have been seeing it a lot just on the internet and passing and haven't thought much about it. But And it's something um, I use a lot, but I didn't know I didn't even know what it was. So I, I'm, I was really excited to hear about that because I guess I... I didn't put together that, you know, obviously it's another company and a technology that they use for that. And knowing that it's a product that I actually use a lot myself. Um, and I know a lot of people are all over Zillow or uh, Redfin or whatever it might be looking at those as well. Right. So I think that was an interesting recommendation and one we hadn't really thought about too much. So all the listeners, you can check out those seven. We'll leave links in the show notes. Uh, I'd be very interested to know, if people have recommendations for metaverse stock picks, big or small companies, what they're thinking about. And also one other thing that that I've been looking around for on the web and I haven't really found it is how do we start making our own avatar, Derek? I want a really cool avatar. uh, But the one that I tried to use in that, that um, company I mentioned earlier, it's a Zappetto, Zappetto. That's the Korean one that's owned by by the Ralph Lauren one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a real like what you upload a photo, so you get excited and you have to upload this photo of like your face and body. You get excited because you're like, oh man, it's gonna be so cool. And then it spits out this like dumb looking generic avatar with like <laughs> the wrong color eye, wrong color hair, doesn't look anything like you. Snapchat's got uh, some pretty I'm, good avatars. I kind of like, I kind of yeah. like theirs. They got some pretty good ones. I mean, at some point, you're gonna be able to just like put your phone on a tripod and turn on some scanning software and you're gonna like stand in front of it and turn 360 and it's going to like make the sickest avatar you could ever imagine in like <laughs> two minutes, you know, that, that I think is probably pretty soon, but right now we got to find the company to that's, really cool we got to find the company that's developing that too. And then uh, that, I think that's going to get added to the list of your metaverse stocks for sure. Right. There's got to be one out there. Cause they make these scanners already for like um, body composition where mm-hmm. you like stand in front of it naked and it tells you, basically tells you how much body fat you have. So that's already doing a pretty good job at scanning. So I imagine someone who's got that software could just, you know, work with some artists to turn those into to avatars. Keep an eye out for that. We might be adding that to the, the metaverse portfolio. I like it. Yeah. So like, like we said, <laughs> this is just one little piece of Sam's kind of grand idea of his metaverse portfolio. If you want to dive into it more, it's on Patreon, investlikeaboss.com. Click on become a patron as low as five bucks a month, tons of other stuff in Patreon too. I got to mention, because we just did it last week as we record this, we did our very first boss insider call. We had uh, Mike and Kyle from Empire Flippers Capital. They had they have these new rounds of funds. They actually debuted it for iLab Patreons first before anybody else. I think they did the unveiling uh, to the public or actually their previous investors just the night before. So we literally got in as these new funds were out and it was super cool. We got a live Q and a got to talk to them. Everyone got questions in Sam. What did you think about the first boss insider? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought the format was great. It was, it was uh, efficient. It was one hour, which included 
10-minute uh, presentation from Empire Flippers, uh, about a 10-minute just kind of group roundup and discussion. But then it was really just Q&A. It was Q&A from we went down the list and every Patreon got to ask a question. And I think people are also very excited about uh, Empire Flippers uh, Capital Round 2. Uh, I know I am. And, I, and we did a, a poll on Facebook uh, for the Boss Lounge, and there's a lot of interest there. So if you missed this one, I think we got a recording of it that Derek circulated. Um, so we're happy to send that to you if you missed it. But other than that, these are going to be coming in every single month. And we're really excited. We've got a great lineup uh, every, every month through the rest of the year. And I think people get a lot of value out of this. I know I did. And uh, looking forward to the more. Yeah, we got some really great feedback. And I can now confirm that we have a date for the October one as well. October 24th, he was our guest on the last episode. And you probably know his name. So he's, he's a pretty big character. Uh, Rad Diversified <laughs> CEO, Rad Dutch Mendenhall. He's going to be our yeah. guest for October 24th. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Sign up, patreon.com slash invest like a boss. It starts as low as five bucks a month. And you can be on that call asking Dutch questions and you can get access to all our previous content. We got, we got two years of stuff in there now, Sam. We've, we've, we've talked about a lot in Patreon. You've been talking a lot. You talk a lot, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I guess I don't need to talk so much. We're going to get out of here. Sam, uh, what other aspects can you kind of tease that we're going to talk about in this metaverse and uh, upcoming episodes? This has been a two, just a two-week rabbit hole for me from the first time I saw the metaverse uh, term uh, in an article that was sent to me. But it, it, there's so many things coming together and culminating with the metaverse that uh, we've been kind of getting fed for a while with we mentioned probably listeners are probably tired of hearing the movie ready player one and the reference to that. <laughs> but, um, but that for me, along with putting on the Oculus headset really set it off. And if you just think about it, the amount of time that we're spending already in a digital world between our phones, computers, and the TV, we're spending most of our day in the digital world, but virtual reality and augmented reality, are just going to take that to the next level. It's going to make that experience so much more real. So um, I'm just putting my money where my mouth is. I, I don't actually think that this is the best way to invest. It kind of breaks our principles. I think if you just, if you believe in the metaverse, just invest in Vanguard Technology Fund, VGT, and you'll do just what, just, just fine if, if uh, the metaverse can, it becomes what we think it is. But I want to try to beat the market. And, and the way to do that, I think, is to, is of course, to pick stocks. But we're going to do this between private companies uh, that I'm investing in and, and seed to, to series B rounds and public companies, some of the ones we've talked about here, but there's another dozen or so that are a bit small on the smaller cap size that uh, cover a range of gaming, hardware, uh, creator software, and, uh, and chip producers as well. But we'll talk about that on a dedicated episode coming up. All right. I love it. Looking forward to that. Tons more to talk about in this topic. We, uh, I don't know, this is something new and exciting. So I'm really into it. Just when we think that there's nothing else to talk about to invest in something like this comes up or, you know, in six months from now, uh, another topic is going to come up. So I think we're always going to have stuff to talk about on iLab. That's kind of new. And, you know, we could talk about real estate or, whatever it may be all the time, but it's, I think it's more fun to dive into this new stuff. So I'm really tech, looking forward to hearing about it. Tech, tech. It's all going to be tech, tech, tech until AI takes over and we aren't talking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fear. It's all tech from here on out. 
we're going to get fat and sloppy in our beds while we, we plug in uh, and do our business meetings um, <laughs> in a very good looking version of ourselves. But yeah, technology is going to be crazy. And uh, as a refresher, if anyone has not watched The Matrix in a while, go back and watch it because it's so so prevalent to what, it, what, what we're going through right now and what we're going to be seeing in the future. Oh, I think I just saw a preview for the new one coming out next year too. So good timing. On uh, that. You can't beat the original. <laughs> All right. All right. With that, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks to John for hopping on this episode. Uh, More to come, hopefully soon. Sam, I will speak to you later. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, listeners. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.